And it sounds so sad. It really is. It really was. It was really, really sad. But it was also part of my story. And to be able to compare it to where I am now and to notice how much the human body is able to cultivate a capacity for joy and presence is something I read about before I actually experienced. And this year, in so many ways, I've experienced over and over and over and over again. Did you know that your dreams will always require your healing? It's true, and that could be why you freeze or shut down whenever you try to move towards your own brilliant creativity. This podcast exists to show you exactly why that is and how to move towards creating the things that only you can. So let's go. I'm Courtney Lancaster, and this is the Heal Create Podcast. Welcome to season two of the Heal Create Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I hope that you guys all had such an amazing summer. I certainly did. But before I tell you about that, and before we launch season two and everything that we want to share this year, I want to take you guys back to summer 2018. Summer 2018. I was in between my first and second year of ministry school and nursing the most intense anxiety I had ever had. And I had wrestled with anxiety for a few years at that point, but it was just fever pitch levels by the time I finished my first year of ministry school. And long story short, I had in my brain that going after my calling, which at the time my dream was to become a traveling worship leader, working for the church in a ministry, reaching as many people as I could through worship. That was my biggest dream at that point. And so I had gone to ministry school to pursue that calling and had so much undealt with trauma, so much undealt with pain, but did not have the context or the language for why. And so it persisted, of course. And then I just kept thinking that, you know, if you heard my story from season one, you know that I (laughs) was thinking that it was, uh, I don't know, the enemy trying to take away my big purpose. That's not a crazy storyline for anyone that is in uh, evangelicalism, especially Christianity. That can be an explanation for a lot of mental illness, as it's called. I actually don't love that term, mental illness, because what's actually happening is a nervous system response. But for the sake of, you know, a widespread understanding of what so many people are experiencing and what I was experiencing, this mental illness was explained away by the presence of um, darkness that was trying to keep me down. And so what do you do when something's trying to keep you down? You just keep going. You keep fighting. You hope that someday you will be stronger than this oppressive force trying to cause suffering in your life. And I think a lot of people, religious or not, actually have that exact narrative and that exact context. They might not have the same language for it as the evangelical church does, but they might be fighting in the same exact way. So summer 2018 was me really doing my best to manage very high, high anxiety and panic. And I went into my second year of ministry school 
just so, 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 so highly anxious. My summer of 2019, a year later, because I did not know how to deal with the anxiety that was in my body, it turned into depression. It turned into a heavy, heavy shutdown response. I was an extreme case of depersonalization. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up unless it's going to trigger you, then don't. Don't worry. It's healable. It's just horrible. Uh, Derealization, depersonalization. I was so shut down. The world didn't feel real. I had so much unprocessed fear in my body specifically, which is true for so many people, that by the time summer 2019 came around, I could barely feel anything. My, my body and nervous system were confused about anything being safe at all, and everything felt like a trigger. So many people experience that. And again, I want to let you know that if that's you, all of this is really healable. Summer 2020, a year after that, was the year that I began to take radical responsibility for what was happening to me. I was just chin deep in research and books and podcasts and therapy. And um, I was beginning to understand that what my imagination thought was happening to me in my high levels of alert, in my high levels of unprocessed trauma was not actually the full truth. And I began to realize that this was something that was happening to my body. And I began to believe the hope that it could be resolved. The beginning of 2020 was when I began some really intensive trauma therapy. And 2021, the next summer, I felt still a lot of processing. It took a lot of daily choices and a lot of work. I showed up for myself and still do every single day. I tried a bunch of different, you know, exercises and food and uh, changing lifestyle habits and journaling and so many different things to try and help myself feel safer along with the support of my amazing, you know, close friends, my husband and my trauma therapist. And I was noticing that I was getting somewhere. I still had a lot of shame and guilt about not being fully out of it, which is really, really common. And you can have a lot of hope for your future. You can be making choices for yourself and still be wrestling with the shame of not being healed yet. And that's where I was, 2021. 2022, last summer, we had come up and out of so much chaos, <laughs> a lot of the chaos coming from me in our family, but it caused a lot of chaos in our family. And we had decided to move to Orange County. And I had so many tools and had really like finally faced and dealt with so much of what was going on inside of me. And I had a lot more capacity and a lot more tools, but I noticed that the move, as well as the beginning of marriage counseling, was spiking a lot of fresh anxiety for me. And because I knew enough to know I do not need to go back into victimhood, I don't need to go back into the places that I've been, I need to slow way down and really deal with this as it's coming up. Um, marriage counseling, not because my marriage was so bad, but because it was just bringing up a lot of childhood wounds like marriage does and like marriage counseling can do. Marriage counseling can be incredibly triggering for anyone that has attachment wounding. And I was noticing it coming up for me as well as moving, which is one of the most stressful things that you can go through. So last summer I was, 
I wouldn't say I was fully surviving, but it wasn't the most joyful time of my entire life because it was a lot of work to help myself feel safe through all the processes that I was going through. And sometimes there are seasons like that. What I realize now is that I was really beginning to build the new foundation for how I want to live my life and how I want to expand my life and my creativity and my dreams and my community and my connection more and more and more and more, but with a slower and steady pace of showing up for myself and processing things in real time. And so when I got to this summer, I didn't know how it was going to go. We had built so much together, my husband and I, there was so much safety built inside of me. And I hoped that it would be fun. Not that we're measuring everything in summers, but for me, that's just how I look back and see these markers for growth over the last few years. And the summer was the best summer I think that I've ever had in my entire life. Um, for lots of reasons. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, or maybe you can relate, there's just summer's really fun. It can be potentially really fun. And there can be um, so many amazing opportunities for a break in your normal schedule. Kids are out of school. There's like more opportunities for travel. And we just were able to take advantage of that in so many fun ways. We saw lots of amazing live shows and concerts. We went to the beach four or five times a week because we live here. And there was so much connection within my family and also within myself. My daily practice was essential to my enjoyment of my life this summer. And that's something I want to talk a lot about in this season of the Heal Create podcast. But the reason why I share all of that 10 minutes worth of Courtney's summer history is because I want you to know everything can change when you show up for yourself every day. And I think that the shame was something that I needed to accept in order to move beyond because before I accepted it, it really kept me from actually healing. And so if you are struggling with shame if you're struggling with why can't I just finally do the thing, do the things I want to do, I want you to know that there was a time when I was in bed pretty much every single day. And that wasn't that long ago. It was a few years ago and it was miserable. I remember having birthday parties <laughs> where I would have friends, wonderful, beautiful friends that wanted to celebrate and do something fun and go out. And I just couldn't. I said, guys, the best I can do is just like watch a movie in my bed if you want to join me. And it sounds so sad. It really is. It really was. It was really, really sad. But it was also part of my story. And to be able to compare it to where I am now and to notice how much the human body is able to cultivate a capacity for joy and presence is something I read about before I actually experienced. And this year, in so many ways, I've experienced over and over and over and over again. So I tell you all of this so that you'll be encouraged to know that if you show up for yourself every single day, continue to resource yourself, educate yourself around what's going on in your brain and body and heart, um, continue to engage with what inspires you, absolutely essential, you are going to walk your own path towards your most beautiful life. That's what we want to do this season of the Heal Create Podcast. 
I want to encourage you to follow along this journey with me because we are going to be continuing our pattern of interviewing creatives in their field in hopes of inspiring you in your dreams and interviewing and talking to mental health professionals to help educate you around what's going on, like I had talked about. So our theme this this year is still in line with what we, where we've come from and what we've done, but it's really zeroing in on this idea of how do we help the creatives come alive? How do we help you step into freedom, freedom from anxiety, freedom from depression, freedom from insecurity, and freedom from stuckness? What keeps some of the most creative people in the world so stuck? And I think, I don't know if you could take a minute and think about this, but have you ever met somebody that was obviously brilliant, obviously talented, and didn't do anything with their brilliant talent. Have you ever met somebody that was like an incredible singer or an incredible writer or just came alive when they hosted parties or they were baking or um, they had great ideas for products or services and they never did anything with it? Have you ever talked to those people and looked at them and thought, or maybe you told them, oh my gosh, you should totally do something with this. I have. Part of that is my profession. I work with creatives all the time and with people that are trying to build beautiful things with their lives, the things that they dream about. And it baffles me in the same way, though, that I know that people were baffled with me for not stepping into the things that I love. But in particular, I'm, I am thinking of this just insanely talented singer-songwriter who... When I look at them and I think about the things that they are just naturally gifted at, (laughs) along with their charisma, along with their personality, I'm like, we got to get you out there. Oh my gosh, this is, you, you could be so incredibly successful at this. And as I talked to this person about, about that, they started protesting, talking about how they were afraid of failure. And then it wasn't before long that when we really got down to the root of it, they realized they were afraid of success because success means that you're seen. The more success that you experience, the more eyes are potentially on you. And if it wasn't safe to be seen as a kid, like it wasn't for so many of us, this is so highly threatening that our brains will brilliantly come up with a million reasons for us to procrastinate or never do the thing that we want to do. And that could mean that we are completely bedridden with depression like I was because that's how unsafe they feel. But it could also just mean that they're doing something that they're sort of good at but not really passionate about, which is kind of the most trickiest hook of all because if you're sort of good at it and you're sort of experiencing some success at it, then, I mean, only only like lucky people get to like actually do their dreams, right? Like my life is pretty good. I I don't need to do the thing that I've been dreaming about since I was kid. a kid. I don't even know if that would make money. I don't, I don't know. Here's the problem with that. What a smart way to not be seen. And that has been the case for so many of the creatives that I've worked with. It's not a fear of failure. It's a fear of success. And so I want to motivate you 
to go on this journey to engage with what lights you up and really engage with the things that you secretly, secretly dream about, that you're really inspired to do, to connect to those parts of you. You don't even have to do anything about them right away. But could we just acknowledge that they might actually be there? And then could we maybe think about what it might look like to take one step towards those things? I believe that the things that we create when we're healthy and emotionally sustainable heal the world. I think that the world is waiting for your art, for the ideas that you have, for the things that you're here to create, even if it's, you know, a, a, a business that you've dreamed about or a healthy family or an album you want to put out or a book you want to write. The world is moved forward in healthy directions when healthy people put out the things that express their beautiful authenticity. And because a lot of us are really stuck moving towards that, there's a lot of confusion around what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, what our purpose actually is. But the truth is your purpose is the thing inside of you, lighting you up, the thing that you know that you want to do. What lights you up will lead you home, but what lights you up will also lead the rest of us home as well. That's the purpose of your life. That's why you're here to express the beautiful things inside of you and to be loved for it and to learn how to love in return. There's something that I think is really common in like the motivational space. I don't necessarily consider myself in the motivational space, but I hear it a lot in the people that I follow and even the people that really inspire me. And it's this idea of like, life is short, life is short, like go for it. Just do it. Just move towards the thing. Like, what are you waiting for? Oh my gosh. And I even feel this way sometimes when I'm talking to people that are so like obviously gifted and talented. Um, or you think about even celebrities that are, you know, deeply struggling. And it's just this like urgency that we feel. And life is short, quote unquote, is kind of this like, this thing that we say to people to get them to wake up and to move towards the thing that they are obviously meant to do. The problem with that is that your nervous system does not need another reminder of how time is a thief, how short life is, how you're running out of time. That comes from a real scarcity mindset, <laughs> which is the last thing that you you need if you're trying to build enough safety to step towards the thing that you want to step towards. The truth is, yes, of course, difficult things happen all the time, but you're going to be here for a while. You have time. You know, the healthier that people are, I remember reading in a book by Peter Levine, who's one of the trauma, top trauma healing specialists, guys. He talks about this sense of timelessness that people feel when they feel deeply safe inside. In my, um, spiritual upbringing in Christianity, the Bible says he has written eternity on our hearts. And when you're really connected to love and you feel so deeply safe and you're so excited to be you in this body here, you have this sense of timelessness. So don't tell me life is short and don't tell anyone else that either. <laughs> tell them life is long and they have time. What I would exchange for life is short is the idea that you deserve to live a beautiful life. It's your deservingness, not your um, urgency that's going to build that, that safety and that capacity and that 
trust and bravery muscle to move forward. You're deserving this. I would come back to that so often when I would struggle with like OCD thoughts or um, heaviness and depression and you know, the, the scary dark, I just remember thinking, I would never wish this on anyone and what makes me different from anyone. Well, shame will tell you that you are different, that you're more broken. But I want you to keep thinking about anyone that you love and knowing that you wouldn't wish that on anyone. And you are loved by me, by so many people. And you need to know that you deserve to have a beautiful life. You don't deserve to suffer and to feel the loneliness and the insecurity that you do around the thing that you're here to do. You deserve to feel so supported. You deserve to feel so inspired. You deserve to feel that sense of timelessness in your heart and in your body. And I hope that when you do, and you will, as you move towards your healing, that you will use that to take small steps towards the things that light you up. That's what the Heal Create podcast is about. It wasn't that long ago, as I told you in the beginning of this episode, that I was deeply stuck. I mean, like binging Netflix every day of the summer into into the next year as well for months and months and months. I mean... I don't know. I I don't know that I'll ever t- stop telling the story, even though I have forgotten how that felt. I know that it happened. I know that I went to so many doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I saw so many different therapists and different support people. I had so many scary thoughts and so many in, so much insecurity and so much deep, deep, deep shame as I was going through my own healing. And I just remember that wasn't that long ago. It doesn't have to be that long before you can experience more and more moments of goodness and inspiration and joy and productivity in your own life. And my hope is that this podcast will be such a weekly encouragement to you that you will listen and every time come back with something that helps you to know how empowered you are, how supported you are, and how safe you are to move forward. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. I'm so excited you're here. I'm really excited to kick off another season and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to find me, my Instagram handle is at Courtney Land, or you can look me up on my website, which is CourtneyLancaster.co. I love you and you really are going to have a beautiful life. 